Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hey, good Friday morning. Welcome into the Mark Cox Morning Show. Sorry, we're uh, running a little... uh, Little, we're running a little celebration here this morning because of some success uh, that we had. I love it when a plan comes together. Can I just tell you that? Thank you. Thank you very much. If you've listened to this show regularly, particularly if you listen in the 5 a.m. hour, you might have heard me complain. Not that I complain much, but you might have heard me complain about my experience at a local fast food restaurant coming into work. You know, that experience was at a McDonald's uh, out in Chesterfield. <laughs> That that reopened in 24 hours, but then when I would pull up to order something, they would tell me they were closed. And the reason they gave you was what again? Uh, they they were doing shift change for mm. one hour from 3.30 to 4.30 every morning. <laughs> <laughs> so Karen Cox here called the proprietor of the restaurant. Uh, there's a phone number on the window at every McDonald's you can, you can call if you have a problem. <laughs> I called back. I think this might have been back before the new year, wasn't it? It was at least two. I think two it, weeks yeah, ago. it was at least a couple of weeks ago. And I somebody actually called me back. Yeah, it was the Friday before New Year's Eve. I didn't expect to call back. My phone rang that afternoon. Person says, uh, "Please, uh, sorry to hear that you had a problem. Tell, tell me what happened." And I explained it to them. And uh, needless to say, they were stunned they were surprised to hear that their 24-hour restaurant was indeed not open for business but for 23 hours a day and uh, the lady said to me I, I just have to tell you she said we do shut down the computers at some point overnight that should take 15 minutes max and even when the computers aren't working that doesn't stop them from being able to make you a sandwich and I'm like good to know mm-hmm and she offered to uh, even set me up with some free food, which I declined because it wasn't why I called. I really wasn't trying to be a care, and I just wanted to ask the question, are you open 24 hours or not? And uh, anyway, she said, I'll address it with the manager. Uh, who, who, the woman I talked to, it was a female, right, uh, who I talked to. I pulled up this morning, there's a, there's a guy working. <laughs> I don't know what happened to the lady. Maybe just she just off today. And his response, how can I help you this morning? And I ordered the sandwich. Mr. Cox. And, no, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they didn't call me. <laughs> they had a red Karen. carpet ready no, for him no, to no, drive over. They didn't say that. <laughs> and uh, they had the food ready in short, short order. Can I just say, Mark Cox, <clears throat> that you have impacted quite a bit of things here. You had the, I believe, truly, you are the reason why the 
mask mandate for the St. Louis City employees was reversed, at least as quickly as it was. And now, thanks to you, Mark, we can appreciate that that McDonald's in Chesterfield is going to be open for 24 hours. Thank you. We're freeing the world. You That's understand right. that? We're freeing the, the sandwiches, too. Freeing the employees in the city, and we're freeing the sandwiches at McDonald's. I would really like to know what happened to that employee, <laughs> what that conversation sounded like. My, I, my, maybe she was just off this morning. I I, I don't know. We'll go but with that. We're, we're just going to stick with that, and I hope I hope the lady didn't lose her job over it. I really wasn't that angry. I just I just said, let me let me ask you a question. Um, how 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 is this a thing? Oh boy, uh, we got lots uh, lots to get to this morning. We've got uh, bombs going off uh, over in Yemen. The United States uh, apparently Lloyd Austin has awakened from his slumber, and we're taking care of business again. It sounds like. Uh, in 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 what now could mean terrorist threats inside of the United States, the U.S. government is now warning about attacks in the United States, and uh, we're going to be talking about that uh, this morning because, fortunately for us, this is Friday, and what that means on the Mark Cox Morning Show is that none other than Jim Carafano, J.J. Carafano, national security expert. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel retired, who happens to be an expert on world affairs, is going to be joining us this morning in the seven o'clock hour, and we're going to get you an update on that. We got an update on local, local schools. schools. What am I hearing? That was you. We have an update on local schools. Uh, we have uh, 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 Ryan Wiggins is going to join us later. We're going to talk to a reporter who who is a friend of Kim's who's in Iowa this morning where those caucuses are going to happen on one of the coldest days of the year on Monday. And uh, maybe he'll kind of give us the rundown on on what's going on with that, what what kind of turnout they're expecting as a result of a snowmageddon up there, which, speaking of which, we're having today here, except it's going to be wind and not a lot of snow, but a lot of cold later this afternoon. Right now, let's get to the shortlist, Carl, please. The Mark Cox Shortlist. Well, see, my legal issues, every one of them, everyone, civil and the criminal ones, are all set up by Joe Biden, crooked Joe Biden. Yeah, Donald Trump not uh, not holding back yesterday. They, it was the day that uh, they had to give closing arguments up there in that trial in New York. Completely made up charges using a law that's never been used to prosecute anybody before. And the mainstream media acts like there's nothing to see here and it's completely normal. And we need immigrants in this country. The fact is that the birth rate in this country is way below replacement level, which means our population is going to start shrinking. <laughs> yeah, uh, what are we going to do? Who, who, will, uh, who will clean our bathrooms, Jerry Nadler asks, if we don't have illegal immigrants? Who decided that the American people are best served by seeing less of the president? I would disagree. I wouldn't say they saw less of the president. Ouch. Ouch. How about that? Uh, That was the only reporter in D.C. that asks hard questions these days to the White House press in in the press room. Peter Ducey. KGP has no answer. Every day Mike Johnson gets closer and closer to this deal brings me closer and closer to vacating the chair because I have absolutely had it. Wow. Wow. MTG has been on a bit of a roll. Can we all agree on that? Um, She has uh, now called or said she might call for 
the end of of the reign of Mike Johnson as speaker. That would be the shortest reign ever if that <laughs> were that to happen. That would beat the Kevin McCarthy reign, wouldn't it? I no um, do not think this. I, I mean, I understand the frustrations. They feel like he's caving and working maybe too closely with the Democrats on this deal, but not. I, I don't think I'm a fan of that right well, now. Well, I think I heard Chip Roy say the same thing. I, th- I think it's a, I think they're trying to pressure Johnson. Um, scare, scare tactic, basically. R- right. Yeah. Right. I, I think realistically, and I'm about as a fiscally conservative as anybody you'll ever meet. I'm. I am more frustrated than I've ever been with the system, the system that continues to feed. The growing social uh, uh, program system in this country, it never gets smaller. It only gets bigger. If you try to reduce a planned increase, they act like you're murdering people. It's ridiculous. And, And year after year after year, budget after budget, where we do continuing resolutions and we don't do line item budgets, we don't do any of that in regular order, the government spending continues to grow to where now two-thirds of it is non-discretionary, which means it's going to get spent regardless. It's impossible to eliminate a $36 trillion debt if you can't cut spending, and that's what they've got to do. So I completely share Marjorie Taylor Greene's frustration and Chip Roy's frustration with that. I do. Unfortunately, the hard facts on the ground – Tell me a different picture. The hard facts on the ground say with our two-seat majority now in the House, we can pass whatever the hell we want, but there's no way you're going to get it through the Senate, and there's no way Joe Biden's going to pass it. And in this election year, whether I like it or not, it's a fact. If there's a government shutdown, when remember, government is the altar at which liberals pray. It's all they care about. And if you if it gets shut down, even though most of us don't even notice it, our lights don't go off. Not, you don't even a few people might notice it. I'm not saying nobody, but very few. The Republicans will get blamed for it in an election year. It's a distraction we don't need. Uh, that that's uh, as much as I agree with her frustration over the whole thing. Um, Go ahead and play that bike, Carl, if you don't mind. Play cut, play cut 11. He's failing on the job. But the biggest red flag for me, Steve, right now that has me livid is this deal with Ukraine. This is a losing war. It is a losing issue. The American people do not support it. Our border security is not a negotiating tool for the Ukraine war that the Pentagon loves and Joe Biden loves and the Democrats love and that these rhino neocon Republicans and Nikki Haley is frothing at the mouth over because her donors support it. No, 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 no. No, no. Mike Johnson should not be going in there with Chuck Schumer and saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to make this deal where 5,000 illegal aliens, not migrants, cross the border every damn day so you can get $60 billion over to Zelensky, the most corrupt president in the world right now, because Ukraine is not the 51st state. Every day Mike Johnson gets closer and closer to this deal, brings me closer and closer to vacating the chair because I have absolutely had it. I feel her frustration on each one of those points. I I just I don't know how it benefits 
anybody in the long run if we go back to the vacuum of power in the house. That's all I'm saying. I, I love me some MTG, and I agree with every point she made right there. Um, I'm just not sure that that in this el critical election year, this is the proper course. What we need to do instead is focus on electing more common sense conservatives and getting back control of the White House and the Senate so we can do these things. That's when we'll be able to do those things. That I just say that. Um, all right. Uh, coming up, we will uh, talk a little bit more about uh, Ducey facing off on where in the world is Joe Biden. At the same day, Hunter Biden pleads not guilty out in California to a whole bunch of charges. We're going to get to all that for you coming up here right after our national anthem. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Who decided that the American people are best served by seeing less of the president? I would disagree. I wouldn't say he was, they saw less of the president. He was out there, again, a couple of states in, a th in three days. I think that's important to note as well. Yeah, uh, what do you what do you say to that? I mean, has there been a president who's ever given fewer press interviews, never shows up in the White House press briefing room because he's a zombie and he's incapable of answering questions? And who in the right mind would vote for that? I'll tell you who Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, uh, the never Trumpers and now never Republicans who would rather have that empty shell of a human being as the leader of the free world than Donald Trump because they hate him so bad he hurt their feelings. It, it just it, 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 it worries me for the future of this country that we have morons like that out there who are allowed to vote. That, that's, that's scary stuff. It really is. And here's the thing. Kim pointed this out to me, and I, you know, I've got it printed out here somewhere, Kim. I, I don't know what I did with it. But, uh, oh, here it is, the, the ratings from the debate the other night, yeah. right? Trump does a town hall, and Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis did their, their debate over on CNN. What was the result of, of that, Kim, ratings-wise? It you, was, huh? uh, was it, I think, 5.3 million were, let's see, so Trump town hall, 4.3 million viewers, Haley versus DeSantis debate, 2.5. So Trump almost doubled yeah, the debate cover almost debate doubled viewership. up what they did there. Mm -hmm. Trump, the the clear winner uh, in all of this, and and here here's what's happening. This is what people need to understand. Do you know who T.J. Mo is? Yeah. Okay, great guy. He I've heard him. Uh, he used to fill in on occasion here. Now he's doing a podcast with Jason Whitlock, 
and he's pretty busy all the time. Played football at Mizzou. Went to Fort Zumwalt West. He's a he's a St. Louis guy. He's he's great. And I listened to him on the Mark Reardon show yesterday afternoon, and um, he was a DeSantis guy, right? And I when I'm listening to the interview yesterday, Mark reminded him of that. I know you you've been in on board with DeSantis here uh, for a while. And this is what T.J. Moe's reaction was uh, to that question yesterday. Listen. Good, man. How are you? Fantastic. Let- Uh-oh. Looks like I uh, I downloaded the wrong one. So uh, anyway, uh, what he basically said was, yes, I, I was. Um, I, I was certainly on on the DeSantis side until all of this stuff started coming out uh, with them trying to throw Trump off ballots. He goes, you know, I'll, I'll credit um, um, others for pointing this out to me. He said, but they're out to get Trump. He said, I'm back on the Trump train. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people feel that way because of watching the progressive left in this country try to tell you who you can vote for or not. Yeah, They, they're no, they don't even want to give you the choice of voting for your candidate. They're just going to kick him off the ballot. The more they persecute Trump, <clears throat> the more I want to support him. I'll get that soundbite for you here. I know I've got it in here somewhere. I'm just not quite sure where I put it. Um, but it, it, it is uh, it, it's pretty eye opening uh, because I think he's exactly right. And I think a lot of Americans are feeling that way. Maybe you initially thought, well, maybe maybe Nikki Haley's OK. I didn't. Maybe Ron DeSantis is OK. I did. I like DeSantis. I like a lot of his uh, his his what he's done in Florida. And I, I think he'd be a fine president. Uh, just not this year. And I think a lot of people are coming around to that that recognition, just like TJ explained yesterday on the uh, the Mark Reardon show. Uh, I'll get that soundbite uh, narrowed down. Not quite sure why I got all 20 minutes of the interview and said the bite I wanted, but I'll figure that out in the break. How about that? Kim on a whim coming up next. Stay tuned. Kim on a whim. Mark, I can imagine. I'm going to take a guess here that you have won several Emmys. I have won two Emmys, in fact. Okay. Thank you. Now, so I have one Emmy. Okay. Um, but I, I just have to, before I talk about this story with ESPN, I don't know if you've heard about this whole situation because it's it's laughable, but can I just like gripe for a minute about the Emmys? Please. Okay. Feel free. Because I don't think that if, unless you're in the, the media business, like TV, whatever, <clears throat> I don't know that you would realize this. So you have to pay this semi-hefty due to even be a member of the Emmys. That's even... the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences Mid-America chapter. Yes. Yes. So you pay, I don't know, it's like 100 whatever it is to be a Probably. member, to even be eligible for the award, okay? Then let's say you do a story and you're like, wow, I'm really proud of that. You have to pay quite a bit of money to enter that to even see if it wins. Then you have to pay like $200 to actually go there and take that award. I mean, well, it ends well, up costing to... like $300 <laughs> yeah. to win some stupid award. Like, I think, <clears throat> let me just say this too. I remember I went to, I won that Emmy in Nashville. And I was at the the award show maybe the year prior or something like that. And the morning team that I was I was on the morning show at the time, and they won this, this um, Emmy for a story that they did with like some flooding and a school bus was there and all the kids were trapped. I didn't pay to put my name 
for the entries, right? They all did. I was like, I am already entering other stuff. I'm not paying for this. Well, that won. <laughs> so the little clip that they showed for for the winning entry was me on on camera but doing you the didn't report. Get but the I didn't Emmy. win the Emmy because you didn't because I didn't pay to win the stupid trophy. Yeah, I'm not. I, Great. I'm proud of my Emmy. I'm sure you're proud of your Emmy. I'm not trying to knock it or downplay it like it's not a big accomplishment because I am proud of mine. But the whole stupid Emmy system to me is like just backwards. Yeah, I don't know if it's changed over the years or not. It, it is. It's always nice to be recognized by your peers yes. in, the, in the industry. But it is a it does. A, I mean, it, it's expensive to participate in. Channel four always paid our entry fees. Really? We never had to individually pay to enter something. Now, management got to just pick and choose what was being entered. You couldn't just enter everything. Mm-hmm. You could rec- You could make suggestions on stories you'd done that you thought should be entered. And sometimes you had a say in it, and sometimes you didn't. Some, And then you had the opportunity to, to submit additional entries on your own if you wanted to, at whatever yeah. the cost was. Um, <clears throat> and, and then you ha- had to pay extra to get the the, the uh, statue at the end, didn't you? Yes. In some cases? Yeah. Yeah, I know the Missouri Broadcasters Association's like that. You have to pay, if you win one of them, you then have to pay to get one of the plaques if you want it for yourself, because the station usually would keep it, the plaque for themselves. Like, if did, you didn't I already pay to enter this? And the people who were reviewing it, because I've done that too, they ask for volunteers to watch these yeah. entries and decide. It's not like I got money from that, so it's not like they need additional money to pay for that. Did and you you're ever already judge? paying for the dinner. Yeah, I did judge. You've judged them. Yeah. So so they would uh, pick people within your region. I think the Mid-America Emmys covers three states, is it? St. Louis? I have no uh, idea. Um, is, uh, I know Arkansas. City. I know Arkansas was involved in, in the region. Um, so everybody would submit. You'd have small market TV, mid-market, large market, so that you didn't have people in St. Louis. Because believe it or not, there was a time in the television business when – the, the television product in St. Louis was significantly better than what you'd see in Little Rock, Arkansas, or Springfield, Missouri, uh, or Columbia, Missouri. And these days, that's not necessarily the case um, because they're hiring people directly out of uh, KOMU and Mizzou onto the air at Channel 4 mm-hmm. or, or Channel 2 or Channel 5. So, so things are a little different than they used to be in terms of that com- competition, but it's so subjective. You could be sitting there uh, as a volunteer watching these stories with a hangover and be in a very bad mood and then just pick one story over another because you didn't like that reporter's hair. I mean, right. there, there's no standard for how you judge them. It's basically just a likability contest. Yeah, you do it at right? home on your laptop at your convenience. That doesn't mean that they're not they're not quality reports. They weren't, you know, well done. Maybe this one had a little bit slicker editing than that one, and that's why it got the nod instead of this one. There can be so many factors, so subjective. I mean, it's nice to say, I'm an Emmy Award-winning reporter, but it's your peers that have kind of picked that out, and, and it's very it's a very subjective award. You I mean, could it's have nice gone to, to school have. with somebody and yeah, been like, oh, that's my friend. I'm going to vote for her. It's nice to have. The, the two Emmys I have... Our, our bookends at home. That's they've cool. got, and they've got dust all over them, probably. I mean, <laughs> Mine's honestly, in my they, basement. They, they're, they're, they're now dust collectors, and it is what it is. It's yeah. nothing I walk around and Very brag about. Very stabby as well. People are <laughs> yeah, like, why don't are. you display your Emmy? I'm like, what, what am I going to do? Put it on a book? I mean, I, where am I going to put that? I <laughs> Bring don't... it in. No. <laughs>
Put it behind you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently ESPN was so desperate to get Emmys that they went on this 13-year scheme where they used fake names for ineligible honor talent, and then they would essentially scratch out the name and make sure it was re-engraved with the correct name. And have you ever heard of Nate the Lawyer? On yes. YouTube. Okay, yes. I've never heard of him, but I was I looking I for have. sound on this, and I found this soundbite from him because I like him. Listen to him. What? So, so, so they submit fake names. <laughs> you erase those names, and he grave them with the real people's names. And say, hey, you want an Emmy? Wow. How would you not? So, if they're doing that, how would you not, as the talent, realize I wasn't even nominated for this? T- tell me for a moment how how that's possible. You mean, so in other words, they they did submit a story, but the names of the people involved were different than the actual person reporting the the piece? They used similar names with, like, similar um, initials. Just so they could enter more, have have the ability to possibly win more Emmys? No, they were ineligible. So it says that the hosts were not eligible to be honored for the Best Show Award uh, because this is for College Game Day. They were not eligible until last year, 2023, because there are separate categories for individual awards. So what they did was they changed these honor talent people's names, put them as a an associate producer. And then when they would win, they would just change oh, the name. Change so, for back. example, Samantha Ponder, Stephen Ponder. Oh, so close enough. Well, now you're assuming Desmond that Samantha Howard, didn't Dirk feel Howard. like Steve that day. She may have identified as Steve have. that day. That's right. true. Right. Chris Fowler, Chris Fulton. They think Aaron Andrews actually may have won one under this, too. That was just slightly different than her name, Eric Andrews. Uh, I'm I'm so done with ESPN. Um, the only reason it, it's ever on my TV is because uh, they're often the outlet that airs the University of Kentucky game. If it's not on the SEC network, it's on ESPN. Um, but I never watch their programming in terms like Stephen A. Smith I think he's a butthead, and I watched I've watched him get into it now with uh, Jason Whitlock, who hosts that podcast with TJ Mo. In fact, mm-hmm. Jason Whitlock's brilliant. Um, I can't stand watching Stephen Stephen A. Smith. I, I, I can't. They're, ESPN's just gone woke. It, it, it's completely woke. Well, now they had to return thirty seven trophies. As of, were, that, as of now, they're still investigating. That's a good point, Carl. Wow. There could be more. So 37 trophies they had to return. Their punishment including that they had to return them. A one-year ban from the Emmys for senior leadership along with two individuals. Um, and there's this one guy who's with senior leadership who was ineligible for future Emmys. But it's funny to me that they're saying there's no evidence that Honor Talent was in on the scheme. I'm, I don't believe that. I think that when you... Maybe maybe Here's network level you don't even realize that you're eligible for an M. I don't know. Here's the don't question: If they listed on their resume that they were that they'd won 15 Emmys, oh, you know whether or not you deserved that Emmy or not. You or, or you're being dishonest. One of the two, right? Yeah. I mean, now they've got to go change their resume, change their Twitter. Go look at LinkedIn. Go get one of their resumes and find out. That'd be easy enough to do, right? Yeah, take off those last two Emmys. You've won 13 <laughs> Emmys, not 15. Not 15. It's not like you get more money if you get an Emmy. It's not like you you go into contract negotiations and you say, I won two Emmys last year. No, and they go, you, here's another $10,000. That's never happened. No, it doesn't happen with money, but you might use that as leverage to be like, I am an Emmy. Like I remember being excited to be able to put that on my resume, or this is embarrassing, but to like change my Twitter at the time. I don't even know that it says it now. Probably doesn't. But like 
that was exciting at the time. Yeah. This it, is like 25-year-old It's Tim. somewhere in my bio for this radio station. I remember mm-hmm. Me too. I, I went to an event one time and they pulled my bio down off the radio station website and I realized it hadn't been updated in a while and it still mentioned the Emmy Award winning TV reporter. I mean, it, it's an accomplishment that I think we should be proud of, <clears throat> but it's there's a lot of just stupid stuff that comes along with that yeah. that is not talked about yeah. often. And here's the, here's the bottom line. Um, an Emmy... And about $7 will get you a cup of coffee at a fancy coffee place like Scooters or something like that. Right? I do, I do like Scooters. I wasn't going to say Starbucks because I personally don't spend money there. But, yeah. It, so, in other words, it's it sits on the shelf and it collects dust. But uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You'll find it. mine in the basement in its box. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad uh, there's a little bit of... Um, you know, retribution or, or consequence there for ESPN for lying about that. They, the and hopefully the guy the that did it, the people that did it, have been fired, right? Because ESPN is notorious for firing people. Yeah. That person should be fired for, for journalistic fraud. You're lying to me. Yeah. Poor we know ethics. that. Ethics. Maybe ethics. Yeah. All right. Uh, coming up next hour, uh, you know, we've had, we, I say we, but, uh, There's been a movement to get some common sense parents onto school boards in the area. They've been more successful in some districts than others. And uh, there's a there's a there's a system. If you know how to organize, you can get people elected. Uh, There's a new uh, group kicking off its effort this weekend out in St. Charles County. We're going to tell you about that coming up at about 620. We're going to be back in just a minute. Wow. What does that theme music mean to you? Today would be the birthday of uh, Rush Limbaugh. And um, he would have only been 73 years old. Wow. He's been dead three years now. Is that right, Carl? I have uh, have it down that that he died in uh, February of 2021. Correct. Um, mm. 70. But he would have been 73 years old. What a, that's so young. What a shame. And, and I, we, we've lost such a powerful voice there. And there's been no replacement, in my opinion. There, there could never be a replacement for Rush Limbaugh. He was the, he was the godfather of conservative talk radio in this country. Um, the, the, the one, Big regret I have in my life is that from the time I heard Rush Limbaugh on the radio in the late 80s, I remember driving down the highway in my car and I flipped on, I don't know if it was 700 WW or 550 in Cincinnati. um, And I hear this voice and I hear this guy talking and I'm like, wow, he's saying what I'm thinking. This is fantastic. And I was hooked like immediately. Um, but I was also, I just started my my broadcast TV career, right? And was was focused on that. I, I so wish then I had stepped off that path and, and done that for a living starting then instead of doing what I did for the next 20 plus years until I finally had an opportunity to to get into this business. I, I just, I, that's one of my regrets in life that I, that I didn't do this sooner. 
Um, here, here's a here's here's Rush from 1993. This is why the guy was so visionary. This is what you need to understand. Um, when you look down, what do you see? You don't see anything because you're not wearing any ribbons. It means you're a bigot. It means you're a racist. It means you're a sexist. It means you're a homophobe. It probably means you're a white guy. It probably means you're a European. And you and you alone are responsible for all the ills of America. But I'm not because I'm wearing these ribbons. I care more than you. In 1993, that was Rush Limbaugh on his TV show. Uh, talking about virtue signaling and and the left and how they always want to tell you that if they wear this or that or they 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 act like this bothers them more, you're lesser than as a result of that mm-hmm. because of their virtue signaling. Oh yeah, they're great at that. And and now it's it's so commonplace that people just don't pay any attention to it. I mean, it's everywhere. And that that was 1993 uh, with Rush Limbaugh on his on his TV program. Wow. Just a, a, a giant and uh, there'll, there'll never be there'll never be another one uh, like him. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And and um, I'm wow. I'm just I'm, I'm taking I'm taking about I did had no idea today would have been his birthday. And he's only only we lost him at what age 70. I'm guessing. Yes. Wow. That's so sad. So sad. All right. Coming up in the next hour, I told you we're going to talk a little bit more about what you can do. To help, uh, maybe you live out in St. Charles County. There's another group that's formed out there to try to send some reserves into their school board where they can uh, have some parents with some common sense and institute some common sense policies that aren't woke. We're going to talk to Josh Wilcutt coming up about 622. J.J. Carafano at 720. We'll be back. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 